I thought you might ask me this, and it's maybe the hardest question. That isn't a bolt on to Christian faith. It's easy to look at it as something that's in addition to faith that's theoretical. And your question of what do you miss most, it's, it's that. Undoubtedly, it's that. Hello and welcome once again as we continue to journey through this amazing series of What is Church? Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed what you've seen so far. I know it's been a real big blessing to myself uh, being able to just spend time with friends, uh, just having a conversation, exploring what it might mean. And today I have another amazing guest with me. Um, met her originally as part of the EBA. Uh, she is now a, a, a newly accredited minister. Uh, we kind of journeyed some stuff together. She is amazing. She is the minister at 57 West. Uh, and I'd love to say a good friend now as well. It's none other than Pam Patch Davies. Hello. Hey, thank How you. How are you doing? Definitely second good friend. I love that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. It's, it's always one of those hit or misses. You don't want to just assume, you know, just in case. So first of all, um, we're in the middle of this pandemic still, you know, we're in the middle of lockdown. Um, and I have to start asking the question as I kind of have with all, how are you doing? What, what is life like for you at the moment? Um, you know, what does church look like for you at the moment? I know that we're friends on Facebook, so I see a lot of, a lot of challenges. You're doing push-up challenges and all sorts of crazy positions and things like I would never, I'm not flexible enough or strong enough to probably. Um, but what, what does it look like for you? What is, what is life during this time at the moment? Yeah, so different. And I think that's true for everyone right now. Uh, as you mentioned, physically um, challenging, at times painful. Um, yeah, so different. I think the the biggest difference is obviously not being able to gather with other people, which has been huge um, for me personally and in terms of the life of the church. Um, and we, the same as a lot of other churches, I guess, we're trying to figure out what are the most helpful things that we can do at the moment that help make sure people have what they need. Um, so it's, it's changing all the time. There isn't really a, a defined model of, um, you know, what is church for us right now? It's very fluid. I think that's a great thing. Um, yeah, changing all the time. Absolutely. So I, I think also there, there's a special context probably for you because I think 57 West, the church that you know that you're the minister in, is is maybe slightly different than your average church normally per se. And I know that I know some in so. So can you tell us a little bit about the church about 57 West? Yeah, slightly different is um, more than fair. I think. Um, we're a church plant among rough sleepers and vulnerably housed adults. Um, so we don't always look very churchy in the inherited church sense, um, even less so at the moment. Uh, yeah, so, so very different. Everything, you know, from our weekday activities to our church services are shaped around the community that we are and the people who come. Now, I've got to ask, I mean, that's a real big um thing i mean to, to be fair to be doing church with rough sleepers in itself is already uh, you know ministry is already going to look different uh but during this time of pandemic i mean most of us talk about being locked away in our homes in our houses 
What's that looking like for, for you know, those who are coming for the fellowship, for those who are part of the church? What's it look like at the moment? Um, it's been a, a really significant time for our community. I think primarily because the councils made the decision very early on that everyone who was um, who, who didn't have a permanent home, you know, a lot of our community members who are homeless have been put into BNBs. So in in a lot of ways, it's this it's this strange mix because life is so uncertain for a lot of people right now. Mm. But for some of our community, and and I don't want really to generalise and say everyone, but certainly at least for some, being moved into temporary accommodation has made this has made life for them more consistent maybe than it's been beforehand. So that brings with it a need for like a sensitivity to recognise that everyone is struggling you, you know for a lot of people this has been the most disruptive thing that's happened in their lives balanced with the fact that for some of us this is the most consistency that people have had in a long time so it's it's a really interesting mix right now absolutely and that's strange because that's probably something that most of us don't actually take into consideration you know living living in a home it's, it's a very different thing that actually for most of us we probably say it's just unsettling and it's different uh, not necessarily that there's consistency. However, um, you know, one of the things that we as a church have kind of been journeying through is, is this fact that actually as a church, and, and, and we believe beyond just us, there is this sense of this time being a time of, of refocusing on God and, and kind of placing our eyes by, back on Him, letting Him change us, transform us. Um, but this also idea that the church is not just the building, uh, but also the people. And, and I think among that, you know, one of the things that we've seen and, and news articles have said it is that um, there is a sense of life changing for everybody. There's more, you know, work-life balance. People are, are enjoying time at home a bit more. Um, having said that, there's also, you know, in, inquisition, I guess the, the, the inquiries about divorce have gone up in some senses as well. So, I mean, people spending more time together has been both a positive and, and a strain at times. Um, so obviously for some of y'all, it's kind of created a bit of, of maybe a, a better way of life for the moment, a bit more consistency. But then that thinking to the future and, and what that might look like for you guys, big, the big question of the hour is, you know, what is church? What does it look like for you um, to say, hey, as a church, this is what we're going to be doing. What is church for you guys now and maybe moving forward? Yeah, and it's, it's a massive question. And sort of over the last couple of days uh, ahead of this, I have really been thinking through what is church and um, I haven't honest answer if an unhelpful one um and i hope i have a job still at the end of this but the honest answer is i don't i don't know um which is such a strange admission to make especially as the minister of a church but every time i try to come up with a, a definition that sort of covers the church everywhere there's something wrong with it so when i talk about what is church i want to say something like instinctively about god's presence but that said, I strongly believe also that God's presence isn't limited to the church. And I want to say things about worship, but we're seeing in lockdown, you know, that, that those sort of spiritual patterns of worship and prayer and, and scripture um, are, are happening all over the place. So I really like what you were saying about people. I don't want to be dismissive. You know, we have to acknowledge that the building is important. Mm. Um, and I think that it can be a real gift and blessing in mission and ministry. But also there's the danger of a trap there that we can fall into, you know, the, the trap of 
how do we keep this pattern of activities going and, and while that's important that's to miss part of it so in terms of what is church it's such a broad mix of things that i can't i find it impossible to limit it but in terms of what does our expression of that look like i can i can talk about that so let's, so let, <laughs> let's that's and that's amazing and i think and i think that's a real fair point i think the, the truth of the matter is we're asking a question that in one sense has been explored for centuries. You know, people have kind of constantly, you know, the reason we have different denominations and we have different expressions of gatherings of church people, of, of, of Christians, is because of that question in one sense, in one shape, one way, shape or form being asked. Um, but, but the truth is, I think I, I'm hearing that question asked a lot at the moment based on the fact that um, we, we kind of have this time to slow down. You know, we have this time to start thinking about, well, you know, especially as, as church leaders and, and you know, leaderships in, in across the UK and beyond, what does our Sunday morning look like? What does our, our midweek look like? What, what are we doing? What should we stop doing? Um, the BU recently, in, in partnership with another organization, have kind of released this kind of questionnaire, really, to help you in your thinking. And, you know, one of the questions is, what are you missing the most about church? What are you missing the least about church? Like, actually, are there things that, maybe just aren't helpful and beneficial. Um, so obviously you're gonna share from your context and, and I get that obviously it's for you, but it might help us to open up our thinking a bit in terms of seeing, well, maybe what, what, what it looks like for you might be something that it might look like for us in the future, even if it doesn't yet. So in your context, let's unpack it. What's it all about? Yeah, so um, at the moment, it's very much about practical need. Um, so it's about making sure um, do people have what they need right now? There's like an immediacy about it, um, which comes from the fact that people are struggling, which is really hard, um, and pushes us as a community to meet that challenge and meet that need. So for us at the moment, a lot of our team have joined other local services. So because our building isn't allowed to open at the moment, um, and that prompts lots of questions about what next but in the interim some of us have joined other local charities so um, we found lots of services have come together to work together and it's interesting that it's a mix of us um, you know there are other local churches who are doing things but a lot of statutory services or voluntary agencies so church looks really different because sort of the activism that we're involved with and the social justice things that we're involved with aren't limited to people of a christian faith again lots of questions for later reflection but for now that means we're pulling together to say who needs um food parcels is there anybody who is out on the street who needs an overnight pack um we're sort of cooking and delivering meals to people who are staying in bnbs who needs a prescription all those sorts of things who's at home and lonely and needs us to sort of yeah. go and visit them on the doorstep and pray with them out in the street it's it's a very practical community at the moment and it's there's recognition in there i suppose that we all want to we're desperate to be together and your question of what do you miss most it's it's that undoubtedly it's that um and and how do we make sure we all safely get to a point you know where that can happen and we all get through this together now i think that's all amazing and you know as a church we're also stepping in to, to help provide help where, where possible and things like that 
But there's going to be some who are going to push back and say, you know, actually, that, that's just social justice. That's just activism. That isn't church. Um, you know, what, what do you say to that? I mean, I, I have a thought and, you know, that'll probably come up in a minute. But, but what do you guys say to, to maybe some of the more traditional churches around you or others who just in general might turn around and say, you're, you're just doing some great stuff, which is great. Praise God for that. But that's not really church. Um, what, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so I've wrestled with this question of um, social activism, church, what's the crossover, what's the difference for the best part of 13 weeks now. Um, it's, it's a difficult one. I, I think it's about saying that you, for me, you can't separate um, faith and social justice. Those things are so intertwined that you can't have one without the other. And we made a decision at the very beginning of lockdown not to host online services. And it was a really tough decision because we have Saturday church together and um, we're a community that celebrates communion together every week. That's such an integral part of church life for us. We're sharing scripture, we're praying together. You know, all the things that inherited churches do, we have a, variation that that does that same thing and so to not have that has brought a real sense of loss but also we recognize that in a community where the majority of people don't have a device to get online or don't have wi-fi that that we were going to create divides in our community that we really didn't want to encourage so we're always pushing back against that and how can we be church together in a way that's accessible and in a way that's inclusive um, so yeah that was a call very early on it was a really hard decision um and it, it means that i've been having this conversation along the way with people who who have asked me you know what do, are you still church if you're not doing that um and i want to say that we see all throughout scripture this encouragement you know we see jesus's mandate um we read in matthew that you know when we serve others we're serving god um, so this that activism that we're involved in the social justice that we're involved in that isn't a bolt-on to christian faith it's easy to look at it as something that's in addition to faith that's theoretical and i want to say that that's that's not enough so you have to have those things together and perhaps this is an unfair generalization as church in general i think we tend to lean towards the theoretical faith side of things and have a lot of catching up to do in terms of social justice and speaking up for marginalized communities and being a platform for voices and all those things. So if anything, I want to say not only is this a valid expression of our faith, and I was reminded by our regional minister recently that everything we do is an act of worship, um, which was good. awesome. That's good. Um, That's good. <laughs> not, not only is this an outworking of our faith, um, if anything, this lean towards mission, this lean towards practical help, this lean towards social justice is, is timely, well, not timely, is well overdue for the church. So, so, so let, me, let me just push you a little bit. Let, let me just push you because I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with that. Um, but I think there, there'll be some watching this because they kind of go, okay, well, if that's the case, let's ground it in scripture. You know, the word of God, that's where I go to. Uh, and there'll be some that kind of go, you know, uh, you know, we can go to a James that says, you know, faith without works is dead. So we can hold on to that and say, actually, we have to be doing. Um, 
But then oftentimes we'll hear people say, that's for somebody else to do. You have to have a special gifting or you have to be called to it. Um, you know, is there a sense, is, is, is there, maybe is there scripture that is special to you or, or to the church that you guys hold on to to say, actually, this is what, what frames who we are and what we believe the church is. Um, because I'm hearing a lot of people at the moment say, you know, there's a lot going on in the world in terms of social justice. You know, prior to lockdown, it, it, it was that of, um, you know, the environment and Extinction Rebellion. And then obviously once lockdown happened, this big push. I mean, there was the Me Too movement before that as well. So a lot of social justice aspect there. Then obviously during lockdown, just recent times, um, you know, the, the, the movement reignited of, of Black Lives Matter of really saying, actually, we need racial equality in the world. So there's, there's a lot of things that, that, is, that are going on. Uh, and possibly if somebody watching, you might kind of go, it's too much. It's too big. I can't handle it all. Uh, yes, the church should speak into it, but it's not my place. I'm not the church leader. Um, I'm not gifted. I'll let somebody else do it. Well, how can we ground it? Where, where, where do we ground it? Where do we go from there really to truly say, actually, it's part of it for all of us. Yeah. And, and like you say, there are so many places you can go. Like this is, you know, a theme all throughout scripture, my personal favorite. Um, comes from Matthew 25 and, and a part of that starting at verse 35 says but I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink I was a stranger and you invited me in I needed clothes and you clothed me I was ill and you looked after me I was in prison and you came to visit me then the righteous will answer Lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and go to visit you? And this is my favorite, favorite verse. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Mm. And for me, that just really emphasizes this um, idea that you know, we, of course, we want to serve each other and be there for each other. And that, you know, that's, that's good. And I massively encourage that. Um, but it just underlines this point that, it, that there's an act of worship there, um, which is which, as valid as getting together around the Bible on a Sunday morning, you know, I, yeah. I mean, for, for us as a church, actually, you know, the, the beginning of this year, we have a verse for the year every year. And uh, and this is technically it's two, uh, Romans 12, one and two. And it talks about, you know, giving your life fully as an act of worship. And it's that kind of what your regional minister reminded you of, that, that idea that everything that we do is an act of worship. You know, how we speak to each other, how we communicate, how we love one another, but also how we stand in the face of injustice. Um, I, I, I have a... a I'm with it. I'm for it. And, and I'm, I'm right there with you going, yeah, okay, let's go. But then there's a, there's a part of me that maybe goes, uh, when I look at all of it, everything that's happening, I kind of go, I'm, I'm just one person though. Like how, what difference could I make? And, 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 you know, what does it look like? I mean, I, you know what, I'll sign up, I'll sign up to the church that's doing that. You know, there are plenty of churches. Hey, 57 West is one that's doing stuff. I'll, I'll support them. I'll go with them. They can do that. Uh, how, what, what do we do about that call for all of us? Like what, I guess for you, maybe part of your journey, how did you get to where you are in terms of that call to serve in that way? And, and how do others who are called to join you get there? Is there the sense that that's, that's what we have to do? We all have to be there or, or are there other possibilities? Oh, massive <laughs> questions. Um, You've and, got and some of those 30 are, seconds and go. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, go ahead. <laughs> and, and some of those are questions that I hear all the time. Like um, I, 
definitely definitely agree in the sense that um the risk of being overwhelmed or being burnt out is by far the greatest risk in this kind of ministry because you know in terms of social justice there is such a level of hurt and pain and suffering that that is impossible to cope with and we can do all we can to sort of try and manage that or support people through that but the painful reality is that social justice is needed you know because these inequalities exist and and people are hurt and in pain and that's that's hard and i think we have to any sort of active activism or input in this this area you know we have to go into with the recognition that it is emotionally and spiritually incredibly demanding and i think we have to be honest with people about that um so it's hard but also you know on the, on the flip side there are those questions also of am i gifted to do this you know can i do this i want to say always of, of course you know there's yes. not come on there is so much to be done and so much to be contributed that people of all gifts can find a way to be involved and live those out. Um, so, you know, we're, for us, we're a ministry where there is all this sort of outwardly missional stuff going on that, that requires people who are forward thinking and happy to engage outside of the church and bring those skills of evangelism, you know, that's there and then also we're a ministry that's sustained by prayers so okay we're a slightly different people group to you know your standard sunday morning but all those gifts are expressed in in radically different ways sometimes but they're still needed so i guess i'd want to say to anyone who's thinking about it there is a space for you undoubtedly there is a space for you that's amazing. Um, so, I mean, obviously, so, so I hear you saying clearly, actually, so what is church? Church is, you know, being out there aware of and, and fighting for social justice, standing on the front lines and going for it. Um, now, I have to ask a question, though. You know, you kind of said earlier on that at the moment, especially during lockdown, you guys are, are, are kind of joining in along a lot of non-Christian statutory organizations. So then the question that I've got for you is, then, then what is the distinction between church you guys as as church that being an expression of church and the council what what, what is that how is that on what if somebody looking in you know a non-christian walking the streets kind of goes hey you guys are all doing great stuff what sets you apart and how does that what is the distinguishing factor i guess in that realm oh i thought you might ask me this and it's <laughs> the hardest question um and it and it's a hard question because in terms of activity there's a lot of crossover between what we're doing you know we're all working together we're all making sure practical needs are met there are there are some clear differences in practice in practice in the sense of um we're the ones sort of praying with people on the doorstep you know we're the ones who are who are talking through people's spirituality and how they're asking and trying to address those big questions of the world around me is in chaos where is god in this you know all those things um are going on and that looks different to sort of some of the some of the other practical work that's going on mm -hmm. so there are differences but 
you know, it brings me back to this question of God's working in the church. God's, and I don't want to trivialise what church is. God has called church and, you know, church is vitally important. But I don't want to lose sight of the fact that God also is working in the council. So it's, I don't want to draw distinct boundaries, but in terms of practice, there are some clear differences. And, you know, as, as a community, people continue to pray together, you know, to ask those big questions, to be looking at scripture practice in some different ways than before. So it's, it's interesting. It's good. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm hearing you say that actually part of the social justice isn't just of the physical justice, the physical provision, but also the spiritual. Uh, and almost that, that motivation of why you're doing it is yes, to provide the justice, but there's a, there's, you know, there's the Jesus factor in you to, to go with it. Um, so I guess my next question then becomes almost um, what effect are you seeing? Obviously there's practical needs being met. And that's great. That's amazing. And, and praise God, you know, we need to keep on doing that. Um, but obviously a big part of what people would consider, you know, churches is, is, is the, the big Christianese term, which I said, I try not to use it, but you know, salvation, people coming to know Jesus and, and, and entering into that relationship, um, you know, that the kingdom would be grown, that, that they would know um, who they are, their identity and, and all that they have in Jesus. Um, that I think we hopefully agree is, is kind of a part of what church is, regardless of, of the expression of church. And so how is it, how are you guys achieving that, maybe stepping into that? What does it look like for you when you're, you know, providing physical support or providing overnight packs, as you said? Are you seeing that translate? How does it go? Um, you know, you, 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 the, the stereotypically really badly done is, here's your food provision. By the way, Jesus loves you. And, you know, you, I'm guessing you don't do it that way. Or maybe you do. And, you know, mm -hmm. only if you come to church will you get this food. Uh, I hope you don't do it that way. But <laughs> um, So what does that look like in terms of what you guys are, are doing to the provision? And how are you seeing God bless that in terms of people coming to know him? Yeah, and we definitely agree on things like, you know, growth of the kingdom and, you know, people coming to faith and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, definitely with you on that. Um, what are we seeing? I think it's, I would love it to be as straightforward as people saying clearly, oh, I've come to faith. That would make it very, very easy. But reality is complex and journeys go off in all sorts of fascinating directions. Um, and I think the thing we're seeing that encourages me the most is this question of um, where is God in this? And I love it because it's an honest question and it acknowledges that life right now is painful and hard and that God is still in that. So there's a there's an honesty about that that I really value. So it's not necessarily people saying, I've, I've come to faith, but it's about saying in the, the context of what is going on, what, what's happening there? You know, what, how are we here? What, what next? What's God doing? Why does God allow this? All those huge questions that people perhaps haven't been prompted to think through as intentionally maybe as they are right now. And that's amazing. And I think that's, that's gotta be an awesome thing, you know, to be able to, to, to journey. And I think the key word for me in that, I think is that honesty, uh, you know, that honest grappling, honest conversation, which 
Um, you know, some of my other chats with other people have oftentimes said, you know, we step into church and we kind of go, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. And we move on. But but actually, there's there's a lack of that depth of honesty of, you know what, things aren't maybe that great. And I'm, I've got some questions and some things are difficult. And, and hey, would you pray with me in that? So that's pretty amazing. Pam, I, I want to thank you so much for, for joining me today, for uh, really unpacking some of this stuff. Um, I think it's an amazing way of really thinking and, and really diving into the fact that church is multifaceted. Uh, but at the forefront of church has to be this, this drive, this desire for us as followers of Jesus to really be seeking after his heart, be really on the front lines of social justice. Um, and, and that can look like many different things. But ultimately, it is meeting with him as we meet people and their needs, both physically and spiritually. Fantastic stuff. Before we wrap up, would you be willing to pray for us as we close off? Sure, I'd love to. Let's pray. Creator God, we thank you for the gift that is church, that we get to come alongside people who are on all sorts of different journeys and say together that we want to figure out what it is that you're calling us to do and be in this time and place. And we thank you that you're with us in this time of confusion and uncertainty and pain, but also hope. And so would you give us the courage as your people to say yes to wherever you're calling us to be, to whatever you're calling us to do. Uh, give us the courage to say yes and go wherever that might be. Perhaps even if we're not sure what that might look like in the real terms of here and now. Would you bless us? Would you remind us that you go before us and would we get to see you working in the different places you've sent us out to? Amen. 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 Thank you so much once again for joining me, uh, Pam. It's been absolutely phenomenal. And thank you to you as well for continuing to tune in and watching these interviews. Uh, we hope and pray that they're a blessing, that they're challenging you and maybe uh, helping you think that big question of what is church. Uh, be sure to look out for the next one. If you want, you can follow us and get all the information. There are some before this and some after coming as well. Uh, but regardless of what you do, until next time, make sure you stay blessed.